Hi there. Before we begin the show today, I want to tell you about a special event that I'm doing to celebrate International Day of Yoga, which starts June 21st. I'm doing a five day, five minute per day, midday relaxation through yoga event, and I hope you join me. The setup is really easy. All you have to do is to sign up for free, and I'll invite you to my private Facebook group so you can join me live on Facebook at 12:45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time from Monday, June 21st through Friday, June 25th. If you can't make it to the live sessions, or if you're not using Facebook, that's okay. I'll send the recording to you so you can do it on your own time. The goal is to bring yoga into your life and help you take a quick break from your busy day. All the yoga poses will be very doable. It's available for all levels. You don't need to have any yoga experience to be a part of this week-long event. So use the link in my show notes to see more details and sign up. Now back to the show. You're listening to Her Path to Success, a podcast to empower women to pursue a career that aligns with their passions and core values. We encourage women to show up, take actions. And thrive in their own ways. If you're looking to get inspired and expand your mind, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Her Path to Success. I'm your host Peggy Wu. Today, I'm thrilled to have Lily Geiger on the show. Lily is the founder of Philia, a modern non-alcoholic aperitivo created for moments you want to remember. Lily talks about how she became an entrepreneur and the lessons she's learned along the way, but it's the story behind Filia, which means daughter in Italian, that really explains her mission and drive for the business. Losing her father to alcoholism when she was 20 years old made a huge impact on the way she sees the world, and of course. Watching someone so close to her struggle with addiction made her more aware of the need for additional support and more non-alcoholic drink options on the market. She hopes Filia will fill that need and raise awareness about alcoholism too. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Lily Geiger. Hi, Lily. Thank you for being on the show. Tell us more about you. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here.、Um, my name is Lily Geiger, and I'm the founder of Filia, a non-alcoholic aperitivo brand based here in New York City. I myself was born and raised in New York City, and feel that it's totally impacted、um, and affected the way that I am as a person creatively.、Um, I just, I'm definitely a true New Yorker.、Um, and after graduating from college, I was able to move to Los Angeles, California, where I started my career working for Beauty Counter,、uh, which was really great for me. And、um, eventually left to work for a small boutique-style retail agency, where I worked with clients such as Summer Fridays, Heyday, and APL.、Um, And having, I think, worked with such small and you know really great young brands, it really opened my eyes to, I think, just the ability to work in positions that people maybe at another company would have that are way older than me. I felt that I was trusted with、um, some really great positions、uh, with hiring and、um, you know 
branding and just, it was really great for me. I think it really opened my eyes and um, that's kind of where I started getting my idea for Philia. I think I knew that I always wanted to do my own thing. It just was a matter of what am I passionate about? You know, when will I find that thing that I just, it just totally drives me to kind of put pen to paper. And that's really how Philia began to develop. Lily, can you tell us more about the meaning of Philia? It's not English. It is actually Italian and it directly translates to the word daughter, um, which to me is a tribute to my father who actually passed away from alcoholism after, you know, a lifelong battle. And the, the word I think totally is the, the root of the brand. It really is everything. Um, so, yeah. So tell us what prompted the idea of creating a non-alcoholic drink? So I actually, I think after college, especially, I really wasn't a huge drinker. I think I was always looking for something to sip on that didn't have such a high alcoholic content. So I really gravitated towards Campari. Um, I would drink it into the night, you know, it would pass aperitivo hour. And I just felt like I was able to have, you know, the bitterness and obviously it has alcohol in it, but, you know, not as, as much as, uh, you know something that a lot of my friends were drinking, like a vodka soda or something like that. And I found that I just was kind of tired of the sugary, you know, taste of it. And um, it wasn't making me feel so great. Uh, and I, I obviously, like I mentioned before, and I always knew I wanted to start my own company. Eventually, I always knew that I wanted to do something most likely in the I would say lifestyle space. I think that it just was a matter of what I was passionate about that would, you know, make me actually want to do it. Um, and then it just all kind of made sense. I mean, you know, having a parent who was an alcoholic, I was super aware of them not having many options. And I just wanted to be able to give back to their community at some point, um, whether that meant just fundraising or actually having a brand that could do that. So I think that it all just kind of added up and it, it just came to life pretty quickly honestly. So Lily, what's your grand vision for Philia? What do you wish to accomplish with the brand? Yeah, I, I would say that my grand vision would be to see Philia grow into a well-known brand, um, but also one that is known for, I would say, our efforts in giving back and just supporting this community um, and providing that support to the community that I think really deserves it and more so deserves all these options that we've now created in this non-alcoholic space, um, especially in a world that is obsessed with drinking and, you know, kind of is driven by, um, you know, this culture of drinking in, in insane quantities. So I think that's huge for me. And I, I also hope to accomplish, um, I think, the ability to touch people in, in my story, both personally and just the brand. I think that um, there's so many, you know, stories that I would have not heard otherwise, so many people that would have not reached out. Um, so I think just having a brand that people feel like they can relate to is huge for me. I know that no venture comes without its challenges. What has been the most challenging thing in your business so far? The most challenging thing so far, I would say, would be, I think, keeping my blinders up to unsolicited advice from a lot of people who, you know, really want to give you their opinion, even when you don't ask. I think that's kind of challenging because you're you're trying to stay in your own lane. You're trying to focus on what you came here to do, and it's it can easily throw you off track. So I think just staying, um, staying in your lane and really trying to block that out is great. Um, but 
definitely another hurdle would just be, you know, the trial and error that comes with the growing pains of starting a new company. So for example, you know, we've experienced broken bottles in transit, um, packages being held up in transit, that sort of thing, um, communicating with vendors. And, and especially in the pandemic, when we were prepping all of this, that was huge. Uh, and then just the pressure, I think, for your company to look a certain way, be a certain way, match, you know, other brands that are doing, you know, big things. And I think just honoring what, what you, um, what you've started and, and just, staying true to who you are is huge. So I think that's also been a challenge, but one that I think we're doing pretty well at avoiding. So how about what has been the most rewarding part of this journey? Yeah, I mean, I have to say the the most rewarding part has definitely been the outpouring of messages that I've received from people, some who I've known, some who I've never met before or never spoken to, um, reaching out to either talk about their own experience with alcohol or addiction in general, um, or with someone close to them, whether that be a friend or family. And it also, you know, almost felt like they were just relieved to kind of unload that or to talk to someone about it or to just feel that they weren't alone um, because these things can often be kept in the dark, I would say. And so that to me is exactly what motivates me to do what I'm doing and to continue doing it. Um, And it's really, truly um, just as relieving and rewarding for me as it is for them. Um, And to build this, this community is everything to me. So I think hearing stories is, is really a huge relief for me just to not feel alone and um, to feel that I'm, I'm able to also help somebody else. So Lily, I'm going to get a little bit more personal with this question. How does losing your dad to alcoholism at a young age affect you? Has it affected your approach to how you run Philia? I would say that it has made me a pretty cautious and independent individual. I think that as a child, it made me very nervous and scared. I think that um, I always felt that I had to be responsible. Um, But now I think it looks a little bit different. You know, I I don't live with the same anxiety um, of having a living parent that is an addict. I, I don't have to, you know, worry about them falling or overdosing or ending up in the hospital. It's more so just, I think, dealing with what remains and that's just sadness and anger because that's inevitable. You're, you're still really angry. It's a really hard disease to fully wrap your head around. Um, and then I, I think just, you know, watching someone have such an unhealthy relationship with alcohol never really leaves you. You know, you're always kind of on the lookout for that and you're very sensitive to it. Um, So I think going through college and even my post-grad life with that lens was very interesting for me. Lily, what are some things that have helped you heal and move forward from all the hurt that still remains after that immense loss? Yeah, I I mean, it's so hard because I think that, you know, A, you, you have your off days, you know, not every day is, feels great. And I would say B, you, you know, alcoholism and addiction in general just comes in all shapes and sizes and degrees. There's so many degrees of a drinking problem or of, you know, being an alcoholic. So um, I would say for me personally, what has helped is, um, I think just moving forward, there's like really not much you can do. I think trying to try to come to peace with 
trying to come to peace with, you know, what just happened. I think you, you go through this with, you know, someone who is addicted to something and they'll choose you over that substance every time. So I think it's just trying to understand what just happened and also trying to make peace with it. So, you know, you, you can't hate yourself. There's nothing that you could have done just really trying to um, come to terms with it in a healthy way is really, I think all that I've been able to do. What would be your advice to young people watching their parents or someone they care deeply about struggling with alcohol dependence? Yeah, I I think that my advice would be to just try your best to love that person and show them that you're there for them without putting your own sanity and, and life and mental health at risk. You know, it's, it's so much easier said than done. And it's a tricky thing. You know, like I mentioned before, alcoholism isn't, doesn't look one way. It's not, it's not always going to look the same way to, in everyone's case, it's, it's always different. Um, And I, so I think just being able to really, like, like I said, like make peace with yourself and that person because you can easily start to hate one another. <laughs> it's hard. Um, but I, I also will say it's just talking about it with someone, you know, that could be a friend that could be a therapist, but I often felt that I needed to hide what was going on at home because I didn't want to embarrass that person. I didn't want to put their disease um, in a public space where that would feel uncomfortable to them. I didn't want people to think differently of my, my dad. And, but I also think that I, I was, I made that then his experience, but I wasn't really talking about my experience. And, and this was my experience. You know, I was, that was a huge part of my life and a huge, you know, part of myself that, that I think in some ways I, I, I really wish I worked on as a young kid, you know? Lily, if there is a way to communicate with your dad, what do you wish to say to him or wish him to know? I think that, you know, when, when you lose someone, everyone kind of says, you know, they're still with you, they're looking down on you. And I'm personally not a very religious person. So I don't really see it that way. And I don't, you know, when people say that, I'm kind of like, well, he's not here you know, he's gone. But, but I, I am pretty spiritual, I'd say. I think that um, I like to, I think of him all the time when I'm, you know, if I hear a song or I'm, you know, my dad was a contractor. So if I'm like building something or hanging a photo on the wall or fixing something that otherwise I might've just had someone else help me with. I think of him and how, you know, he's like, you got this, but I think um, in general, I I like to in turn to him, I I like to just live life for myself, but also live a little bit of life for him and, and just really appreciate and enjoy life. I mean, nothing like losing someone to make you realize how short life is and just how all the things that you used to care about, you just like go out the window in a second when your life goes up in flames. So you're just like, I'm just going to enjoy life and, um, and just get as much out of it as I can. So I think I I like to do that instead of, of being too sad. Thank you for sharing your personal story, Lily. So I want to ask you this question. What's your definition of success? My definition of success would be, I think, just loving what you do and staying true to yourself and your vision and, 
you know, start to finish on why you, you did what you did, you know, it's, it's a pretty big deal, I think, to, um, to start a brand. And sometimes I forget about that. So I, I like to sometimes just try to remember that. And I think it's easy to get caught up in other people's comments and viewpoints. And, um, and you know, like I said, people love to give unsolicited advice. So I think it's important to just remember why you did, you know, did it in the first place and honor that. And I also think finding a healthy work-life balance is a huge sign of success. Um, you know, I, I think everyone could use a reminder sometimes that you have a life outside of your work and, life is short, so enjoy it. So yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Lily. If the listeners want to support you, how do they find you or try Ophelia? So we're always available online, obviously at drinkphilia.com, but we'll actually be popping up in New York City this June from the 17th through the 20th. So um, you can come by and interact with both our team. I'll be there the whole time um, and our product. Uh, We'll be serving spritzes. We'll be selling some fun merch and we'll be playing some good music always. Um, And you know, if, if you can't make it or you can't shop us online, I always love reading messages from those that have reached out to me on Instagram, especially those asking questions or just wanting to know more about the brand. So always reach out there. I love that. Great. Thank you again, Lily. Thank you. This was so great to talk to you (laughs) and meet you. That was Lily Geiger, the founder of Philia. I want to thank Lily again for the great conversation about her work and how alcoholism has impacted her life. I know that there are many listeners out there who will be inspired by her story. If you want to connect with Lily, look for her on Instagram or reach out via email. If you are in New York City, Philia's pop-up store will be there from the 17th to the 20th, and you can go check it out. Reach out to Lily for more information. And don't forget to check out Philia's website and try out Philia too. I'll leave all the info in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode or this show, please help me spread the word and subscribe and follow. Also, please connect with me on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you think of the episode. Once again, I'll leave all the info in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Sending you love from my heart. Until next time. Her Path to Success is here to remind you Define success your way, not based on what someone else is doing or what others expect of you. Remember that you are worthy and you have what it takes to succeed. Thank you.